Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And this is our 7th Heaven podcast. Before we get into today's episode, we thought we'd do a little shout out to our fans again, since they've been real active on our social media. Um... The Instagram is working out for us. Yes, <laughs> we're very we're very happy with that decision. Uh, we're always getting Twitter tweets, twat, twatted. <laughs> we're always getting twatted at. My bad. I don't have Twitter, so I don't know the lingo. Uh, obviously, we get our Facebook comments, but we wanted to. Uh, one of the people that's consistently uh, commenting on our things uh, is Meg twelve eleven eighty six. That's her Insta handle um actually she agrees with you Erin you were saying that people might not agree with you about her, your favorite Simon girlfriend but she says Dina's also her favorite yes so yeah. well uh, people were like so fond of Ashley Simpson is so, that Cecilia <laughs> yeah yeah that's what uh that's what she mentioned in her comment um anybody else if anybody else has any thoughts about Simon's girlfriends go ahead get in touch with us uh and then we have Row 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 Rosemary <laughs> sorry I just have to make sure that I got all the rows uh another Instagram handle told us actually about a funny story I did not know about this uh apparently 7th Heaven aired on ABC Family for a while um I guess when ABC Family had like Boy Meets World and all those shows running and I think also before they pulled the thing after Stephen Collins when they pulled oh yeah 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 a lot of them um so yeah um so apparently it like ran at the same time every day and they were like going through the seasons in order and something broke over at ABC Family because Let's Talk About Sex played over and over and over again every day. Like, it was the same episode every day for a while. Um, and she says that it ended up being, like, the most watched episode ever for her. Um, and that's, yeah. Uh, episode became my most watched episode of Seventh Heaven and also possibly the most influential sex education of my life. So, yeah. I mean, there we go. Seventh Heaven pervading everyone's per- lives. Per- per- Purveying is oh. what I meant. Never mind. I don't know how to speak. So anyway, in this episode of Camden Cast, we will be discussing discussing season three, episode twelve of Seventh Heaven. The title of which is "All That Jazz," or if you are in Germany, the title is "Time of Assigning," or in France, it is called "All for This." Our IMDb user synopsis is. Simon's obsessive worrying what to give Dina for their three-month anniversary chases his sleepover guest. Matt tries to get his deaf ex Heather back, only to hear she's engaged and wants Eric to marry her. Lucy's ex Ron hides at the Camdens's after his ma's death until coached to make up with his absented dad at the funeral. Annie soon swallows her irate grudge at Dr. Hank Hastings. Um, that user summary makes it sound like she Heather wants Eric to marry her. Yes. Not Eric to... Perform the ceremony. ceremony exactly. The, yeah. Um, I think it's confusing. So, anyway... And if, if anybody didn't get the, uh, sh- like, the title, all that jazz is obviously a callback to Chicago, the musical. Um, yeah. I don't understand why this episode is called All That Jazz. Actually, that's... Yeah, I don't... None of these titles make sense. The f- French-German... Or yeah. the English. I don't know. I can't I think can't. of a better title right now, though. No. Well, get into the cold open. Right. First, we have to do our first. Imp- my first impression. Oh yeah, yeah. What was it? <laughs> well, right. Good job. <laughs> what was your first impression? Um, I'm gonna. I think my thing is, uh, we kind of have all of the Camdens having interactions with people outside of the family, uh, and people from their past, or like most, like yeah, and in this episode, and I think. 
Well, the thing that like uh, stood out in stark contrast for me was that um, everybody else seems to have like grown up and changed and matured and like is going through changes in their lives, whereas every single Camden has is like rooted in the same exact spot and to, has not like progressed in life in any way. <laughs> yeah, like they haven't become better people. <laughs> yeah, no character development. No, exactly, no like, character yeah. development. Like there's character development for everyone else. But the Camdens, maybe that's because we're led to believe that they've reached their peak. And I think we are. They are perfect. We kind of discussed this. Like, they never cha- Like, they're always making other people change. But right, they're right. fine. So that's, I think that's the thing that I noticed, I guess, that Brenda Hampton believes that her characters are... Perfect. Perfect. And that everybody else must reach their level. I'm going to strongly disagree with that, though. Okay. All right. So this was another really long cold open, wasn't it? Um, I think it, yeah, because it t- cause everybody basically has a storyline, so they had to touch on everything. Yeah, um, I forget what happens. So we start with <laughs> Nigel and Simon. Uh, Nigel's uh, sleeping over. Yeah. And they're trying to figure out, as the user summary tells us, um, it's Dina and Simon's three-month anniversary. Which is apparently the big one, according to Simon. Because it says, like, multiple times. Uh, and he's, like, having issues trying to figure out what to get her. And Nigel doesn't really care because he's like, anniversary implies that it's annual. And the three-month anniversary is not real, which is correct. Yes. Uh, so that's they, like that. Like, And Nigel's like bored, whatever, because Simon's, a, a, as our user synopsis said, obsessive uh, worrying. Um, so that sets up that. Um, I think then we move on to the fact that Mary's like... I haven't been... Well, Lucy is getting ready for a date with Jordan and Lucy's like... No, Mary says, I haven't been on a date, like, since, you know, Wilson? Or Jordan. Yeah, no, she since was like, Jordan. She was like, I dated... And then Lucy says something really bitchy. She's like, oh, right, you dated Jordan. And then he's, before he was dating me. And she's like, this is the best year of my life. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, really, chick? Come on. Um, so... Trying to, so I don't know how she hatches this plan. She was like, oh, yeah, when I was unavailable, I was getting all these phone calls. So she's like... Well, she doesn't hatch it. That's the thing. Lucy does. Lucy says, you know, you were getting, like, talked to a lot when you were dating Wilson, but now that you're not, nobody wants, wants you. you. Uh, and so, like, I think that, like, gets the gears turning in Mary's head. Um, and then I believe Matt comes to retrieve some Doritos. <laughs> He's in, in Lucy and Mary's room. Um, and we find out that while Mary and Lucy were at the mall earlier this day, um, they had seen Heather and her mother at the mall. Um, and this kind of sets Matt into like a frenzy. Right. He's like, you, I had to come down here to get Doritos for you to tell me that you two don't have the decency to come up to my room to give me that very important information. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Matt, calm down. Um, so that's basically it's going to be Matt's storyline for this episode. Um, where are the Camden parents? Well, the Camerons are at the hospital. Yeah, we find out that uh, was it Annie's like been having high blood pr- pressure and like not been feeling so well. So she is like always at the hospital this episode. Um, but I think their I, like brief scene in the cold open is uh, them seeing a doctor in the distance and Doctor H- Hank Hastings, things, as, which we'll, you know, we'll find out. We'll um, and both of them having, like, a very... Uh, Visceral yeah, reaction. reactions to yeah. it, yeah. Uh, and finally, the last storyline is Lucy on her way out to her date, I'm assuming. She thinks uh, Jordan is at the door. She opens the door, and dun-dun-dun, 
It's Rod. But <laughs> I didn't was, know if you wanted... Uh, yeah. No, I wanted you to say it. So it's Rod, but he doesn't look like Rod, the Rod we know. No, yes. Rod, Rod has... Ch- no longer Rod... Ha- no longer Rod. My stuff sounded like our user summary. Rod no longer has a mustache. Uh, he's done different things with his hair, and his mother has died. Well, and Yeah, that's what he says. He's like, yeah. my mother died. Like, can I stay in your closet? <laughs> that's Yeah, basically. And uh, then we have the uh, opening credits. Yeah, so I guess storyline by storyline, we do the the Rev and Annie first. Uh, As we said, um, it starts with them at the hospital and seeing this doctor. And when they get, I think when they get home, they're like still disturbed that this doctor was at the hospital. And they give Matt a turbo hug, as he says. And uh, we find out, they say that he almost, uh, they keep saying that he almost killed like their son, Matt. Um, Which makes it sound like it happened... Intentionally? And no, Or not even that. Like, I understand he's a doctor, and obviously it was, like, in the process of him being... Of, doc, of him doctoring yeah. that he, like, might, like, was almost killed Matt. But in know, my hard, head... I think it's hard work being a doctor. I mean, <laughs> yes. I would also agree with that. Um, but in my head, it made it sound like, oh, he might, like, later on in life, or at some point in his actual lifetime, um, like, maybe when he was five, or, like, ten, or eleven, who knows, he, something happened, and he almost died. But we find out almost immediately that it was... In childbirth. In childbirth. Yeah. Um, and, like, I, I'm assuming this was joking, or I don't know, but Matt's like, well, he almost killed me, maybe you should almost kill him. <laughs> I was like, that's not a solution to yeah. anything. Um, so the Camdens are like, we have to call the hospital. I can't believe he's allowed to practice medicine. I can't believe he's back in the medical group. And they call, and, and Annie just to verify is like, is that is Dr. Hank Hastings like working at the hospital now? And she's like, I want to know. So like, it's possible that if I come in, if my labor, like if I go into labor before my cesarean is scheduled, there's a possibility that he might be my doctor. And they're like, yeah, this is a hospital. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, so you get the doctor that's, I mean, you're meant to get, I'm when you're, yeah, try, like for, for when you're having a baby, it's usually you want your doc, like yeah, your but doctor, but sometimes babies come whenever babies please. Yeah. So it's whoever is available, I guess. Um, I think they go to the, she's not feeling well the next morning and there's like a scene where the rev is like, Oh, is it time? She's like, no, I just, something's wrong and I don't feel well. So they end up going to the hospital. We never learned their high, actual high, high blood pressure. Yeah. No, I'm saying we oh. never learned her actual doctor's name. We talk about Dr. Hastings so much, but we never yeah. learned her actual doctor's name. I don't know if that was her actual doctor, even the guy or, at the hospital, but he was like, because, and then, so when they're at the hospital and we find out she has a high blood pressure, um, it somehow comes out and they start talking to this doctor about like, Hank Hastings is here. This is disgusting. Like, he should, shouldn't be allowed to practice medicine. Um, and the doctor was like, well, I can't discharge you until your blood pressure lowers, so you need to calm down. Yeah. Uh, and she tells bo- he tells both of them to calm down, and he also says, I've, like, spoken to the staff, and we've, like, talked, like... We put it on your chart, like, you're not... You know, when you come in, you won't see uh, Dr. Hastings. Like, no matter what, even if it's an emergency, he won't be called in to deal with your delivery. And I guess that puts them at ease for the time being. Um, and this pick up when they go to the ho- hospital? I think mm-hmm. when they're home, we have a couple of conversations interspersed throughout the episode, which we don't really need to get to because yeah. they're pretty repetitive. But it's I think based- we find out exactly what happened. It was during childbirth. This is when they go... So they get, the next important scene, I would say, is they go to talk to... Well, I just wanted to say, like, in the interspersed, like, scenes, it's basically just... We see that the Rev is having maybe a... 
slightly more controlled and calm reaction to Dr. Hastings, whereas Annie is freaking out. She's like, I don't want to talk to him. I don't want to deal with him. Because the Rev's like, maybe we should go and meet him, like, see what's going on. And she's like, no, that's, that's not what I want. I want this guy out of our lives. I want this guy not in this hospital. So I think they, in those conversations, they decide that they're going to speak to the director of the hospital to get him... They want him to, like, lose his, like, like, license to practice medicine, which I think is, like, disgusting. And, like, that, that it's, like, they're, they're really, like, screwing with this guy's, like, future. They're, like, oh, we, like, and, and thinking nothing of it. And I, I don't know. I think that's really, like, irresponsible on their part and very selfish on their part. Because, I mean, it's, like, doctors are people. <laughs> and people make mistakes. Um, and also and some, this is yeah. why, like, medical malpractice exists. And if you... Yeah, if something was re- if if he did something that was like reckless or, or like negli- like har- egregiously like negligent, um, which would just are, be reckless. Then there yeah. are legal channels to go through. Yeah, and they and all these things can be taken care of. But obviously, no recourse was taken. So whatever he did, he did was it's not like a, a doctor. Another doctor in the same situation might have done it like the same way. But this could also just be like lack of like research and a force foresight on the on like the. On behalf of the showrunners, like the Seventh Heaven showrunners, where they wanted to just tell a story but didn't take into account that two people that um, I know I feel like I just studied for torts. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, like know this stuff it. would criticize it, but like maybe the average viewer is like, oh, I get it, right? Like my, uh, your doctor fucked up, so you want something to be done about it. But also, but I think everyone, like I think also most there the is ordinary a, person would watch this and uh, say, like. Yeah, he's a doc. Like doctors are not always perfect, and sometimes things happen. And, and this like, is why there are laws yes. and like uh, and legal recourse and relief in place, at, like for you to claim and do these things. Also, I'm sure there's a statute of limitations with medical malpractice because uh, he is 19 now, 18, 19 now. Matt, I think he's almost 20. Yeah. 20. He's almost 20 now, and this happened when he was zero. So <laughs> negative age. <laughs> so I'm, I don't. I'm pretty sure like your med- medical malpractice suits are have to yeah. take place within, like, two years or something. Uh, don't anyway, quote me on any, that. Yeah, anyway, yeah. it's, like, different, check, I think, state from state. Check your local jurisdiction. Yes. Check your <laughs> local statutes. Uh, um, Westlaw.com. Anyway, sorry. So, um, the main maybe ending... Maybe Westlaw will sponsor us. <laughs> maybe. Or LexisNexis. Haha, <laughs> 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 law school jokes. Haha. <laughs> yeah, um, right. Anyway, back to the episode. So, we return, really, with, like, the main scene in this storyline, and, like, really the only one that matters, <laughs> is them finally having a meeting with Dr. Hastings. So, because this is really the first time we see Dr. Hank Hastings, other than just, like, like briefly in the beginning of the cold open, he's gonna be our who-the-fuck-is-that of the episode. Um, he's, I think, very recognizable, because he's one of those actors that has either bit parts, or, like, um, he's been in, like, a lot of shows or a lot of movies. It's uh, Ed Begley Jr., I think that's yeah, how you say it. Yeah. Uh, and I recognized him most importantly from Arrested Development, where he plays Stan Sitwell, uh, the the Bluths like rival family, the Sitwells, and he has alopecia, and it's great comedy television. Sitwells, yeah, Stan Sitwell, um, and he's also been in a couple of episodes of Better Call Saul. He's a re- like kind of a regular in on Portlandia. Uh, so yeah, he's he's done a bunch of movies. I think he's most well known for Saint Elmo's Fire, but I didn't watch that. So yeah, so um, we we are in his office, and Annie is still having the kind of reaction, like still kind of being unreasonable, and she's like, "How can you even be allowed to practice medicine? We're calling the director of the hospital." Going on and on and on about like we don't believe this this could happen, and he like. 
he accepts what they're saying and he agrees with them. He's like, look, I screwed up. I couldn't apologize because my ego is bigger than my medical knowledge. <laughs> and, but the, and they're not really having it. Like, I think it's because, because he's just basically saying, you're right. I was wrong. They're like, great, then we are going to do this. And they're about to get up. They get up to walk away and say, okay, we're going to go see the director now. And then he goes. He's like, yeah, I almost killed you and your son. And he's like, but I've, that's like haunted me. I was 28 years old. And then I went back to, you know, because of that incident, I went back to medical school and did another residency for three years, which I don't understand how that works. But um, um, I, I can get back to you in a few years' time when my sister is actually doing her residency. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, um, like... And he, he basically is like, you, you you changed my life, and I'm a better doctor now because I did all of these things. And like, well, he said that he also found God. He said, clearly, I wasn't the one that saved your son. We, oh, we find out that Matt was in an incubator for the first month of his life, uh, and he's like, clearly, I was not the one that saved your son. There was a higher power at play. So that's when I started to believe in God, and obviously the way to get into the Rev and Annie's hearts is to say that they led you to God because that's basically what he said. And they're like, so he's like, okay, so I guess you can, well, he says that because of his experience, he decided that he wanted to dedicate his medical career to working with at risk. Yeah. Like baby, baby, like like premature premature babies, babies, like, like, yeah. All the things that, Babies have so like they so that's when Glen Oak asked him to like head the new neonatal department, and he didn't want to come back because he didn't want to run into them. But also, this but, is now his like. But also, this is there's like, well, he's been away for like however many years or whatever, and he probably didn't think that these two would be back having any more babies. Right, of course, because it's been twenty years. <laughs> yeah. So whatever. <laughs> um, but. They, and then they're just like they're basically moved, and they're like, "Don't worry, we're not going to talk to our direct the director anymore." And that's it. That's kind of how that's all resolved, which is not really resolved. They're just not going to like try to screw with this guy's life anymore, which is good because medical school. He's probably still paying off his loans. Oh <laughs> so, God! So, so talk about loans. Um. Anyway, that's that's that storyline done. So let's move on to so Mary. Mary Camden. Uh, Mary has decided. To tell everyone that she is back together with Wilson. But where is Wilson? I forget. They keep saying he's college. Like, oh, he went away to college. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. So she decides to like start a rumor about herself, and she tells the whole basketball team. That's which, twenty of them. Yeah, and we learned that they started telling everyone, and then the phone is ringing off the hook with dudes calling Mary, because apparently, that's. The way to... Yeah, but which is, like, the worst thing to perpetuate, that, like, thing, like, when you're taken, that's when they want you the most (laughs) thing, and I'm like, uh... I mean, I guess, like, when you you want stuff that you can't have, I don't know. The human psyche's weird, guys. (laughs) Well, one of the the people who calls is Michael Towner. Do you guys remember who Michael Towner is? Who do you need me to tell you? He hit Mary (laughs) with a car, and he also sexually her. Um, Um, FYI. We don't need to remind you. The show reminds you about seven times. Yeah. Did you count? Like, <laughs> yeah. They, they, so he, I forget how he starts the conversation, but Mary's like, he's like, we could have had a chance or whatever. And she's like, yeah, but you hit me with your car. <laughs> well, he's like, starts it by saying, she goes, hello. And he, and he's like, hi. And he's like, you who's know this? Who this is? And she, he's like, and she's like, it's a, he goes, it's a voice from your past. And I'm like, this kind of sounds like Wilson. So I thought it was going to be Wilson, but then it ended up being Michael Towner. Um, 
Yeah, so she, she, she gets over it real quick, but she yeah. got hit with the car, and she's like, okay. Well, okay, this is, I'm going to take a couple of seconds to talk about something <laughs> here, right? So she, he's at <laughs> he's at the uh, pool hall, and he's like, can you come and meet me? Like, I'll come get you. Let's talk. And she's like, okay, I'm not going to come get you, though, because my parents hate you because you ran me over. Um, <laughs> I'll come to you. Now, let's go oh. back. To a few, like maybe a season when, ago, when G- guy, yeah, Guy, Guy was here, the French exchange student. We find out that the pool hall is not like easily walkable to. There aren't really buses that go there, and they don't have a metro. And 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 then they took a cab. They took a cab. And, and Mary only still has the the driver's license that she has to, unless maybe that's like a, a thing we're just supposed to like. She never, we never find out when she gets like her full driver's oh, license. Oh, maybe she has her full. So driver's maybe license that's account. like what happened. Like she had a birthday and now she has her full driver's license, but we were like. She's like, I'll be there in five minutes, first of all. Like, it would take me five minutes to walk down the stairs and get in the car. Right, right. <laughs> so that is all happening. Um, and, but she and, gets there in five yeah, minutes. She gets there in five minutes. But without... this is, I was upset about this. Maybe irrationally so, but I was upset about this. Yeah. So they're there, hanging, drinking Cokes. Uh, we, you have to remember, I think, like, I think something that we have to remind our listeners, and we have to remind ourselves also, is that... This doesn't really come completely out of left field. Uh, they did go on a date before all of the stuff happened. Uh, they went on a date, which is what started like Michael Towner being this, a jerk. Yeah, he's like like made up all these rumors about. Uh, yeah, when he fought Wilson at the pool hall yeah. because he was like, yeah. So there's so there's like he's there's been I guess some past like setup for this, but. Whatever, uh, they well, hit it, could it off. Have been. Well, they hit well, it off, basically. and he's like, "Well, he says like hitting her with the car changed his life." He's, the, he's like, I, "I realized I was like never responsible for any." They have this conversation. Yeah. It's like, I never took responsibility for anything until I hit you with that car and I saw you at the hospital. So I guess we're supposed to believe, even though he was a jerk, he's a changed man. And um, then when they go home, they go back to back at the Camden house. I don't oh, know well, why he's have, with her. Well, they, at the pool hall, he's basically saying it sucks that you are talking to Wilson again, and if things don't work out with you and Wilson... Give me a call. Give me a call. And then, like, she kind of, like, smiles at him, <laughs> and he, like, takes a hold of her hand, and then they're just kind of looking at each other, and I'm like, this is basically sex on 7th Heaven. Uh, and I thought that was going to be it, but no, there's more. Well, for some reason, he's at the Camden house, even though we know that Mary got herself there, and she specifically did not want him coming to the house. Um, and He's walking her, like, he's, home. Yeah, he's walking her, like, through the backyard to the, the back door, and they kiss. Yeah, it's, like, he, like, it's actually very gentle and, like, soft. <laughs> it, like, it's, a, it, it, out of context, it's a very nice moment. And then Matt comes through, and he's, like, what the fuck is, is going Michael on Michael Towner? Like, Michael Towner? And so Mary, like, throws him to the ground. And she's, like, I forget what she says. And, and that's like, for running me over. <laughs> of course. And then she runs away. And then he stands up and we find out, we found out earlier, but we didn't mention this. Michael Towner and Mac go to the same college. Because of course they do. And apparently he likes, Michael Towner stays away from Matt because Matt's obviously still still angry about all of this. Yeah. So then, I, I mean, that, that pretty much ends it. Mary runs in the house and Matt comes right after and he's like, what are you doing? Michael Towner? And the Cam, Camden parents are there. And when they hear Michael Towner's name, the ref just looks at her and goes, the guy who ran you over? <laughs> like, what? And then he says, I thought you were back with Wilson. 
uh, and she she just kind of shrugs at them <laughs> and then walks away. And that's that's it. Well, we the very last thing we get is Mary going, "This is all your fault to Lucy," which uh, yeah, yeah, um, because Lucy came up well, not came up with the idea, but gave her this idea, kind of like the crying thing. Yeah, uh, she needs to stop taking advice from her little sister. Yeah. It's Terrible advice. Apparently, also, Wilson called in the meantime, saying, did you hear that we're, like, back together? Talking <laughs> Lucy to Lucy. Was like, yes. Um, but Mary, we don't get, like, a resolution to this. Uh, Mary does admit that she's lying, that her and Wilson never got back together. What a great use of Wilson without bringing the actor back. Um, they get really good at that yeah. when <laughs> Jessica Biel runs away. Um, then, two, she ends up, like, calling Michael Towner, but we don't actually see how that conversation goes. I think we're led to believe that he's going to return. I don't know, though. Yeah, I forget. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, 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 I do remember. Nope. Yeah, we'll see him again. Okay, cool. He's not done. So that's Mary's storyline. Um, let's go... I think we're going to the little ones now, yeah? <laughs> the little ones, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Ruthie starts the in the... I think it's in the cold open. She gives, like, the Rev... No, oh, no it's not in the cold open. It's the first thing seen yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. She, we gather, like, this is, I mean, starting to, I guess, character development, starting to, I think this is the first episode where it's kind of been, like, her entire plot, is, like, gathering information about everyone and then telling everyone what's going, so she's giving, like, the rev, the load, like, the rundown of, like, what's going on in the house, so she's like, Simon's looking for a gift for Dina, Matt, you know, went to go find Heather, and, like, everything that happens in the episode. Yeah. um, and then th- that is, becomes a theme throughout the episode. Everyone keeps saying, like, well, the Rev and Annie keeps saying, like, oh, Ruthie will tell us, like, what's going on. Actually, what I think we can do is do Matt and Simon, Simon's storyline together. Sorry, yeah. Like, I think we can do it together. They're kind of, yeah. They're, yeah. So, uh, as we said, Ruthie lets the Rev know everything. And the reason that she does that is because Matt is taking Simon and Nigel to the mall. Matt's taking Simon and Nigel to the mall, one, to get new pants because he wants because to impress. Heather's in town. Because Heather's in town. Uh, and two, because, uh, I think, because, uh, Mary and Lucy saw her at the mall. He's thinking maybe... Yeah, I think he's trying to stalk her. I mean, he does become a stalker. Stalker, right. And Simon is obviously looking for presents. Poor Nigel throughout this whole thing. Just gets dragged along. along. Um, I think before they go to the mall, we do have a scene where Matt calls Heather's house... And Heather, like, pretends... Oh, well, Heather's Heather's mother pretends that Heather isn't home. Because she doesn't want to talk to him. Uh, They Before going to the mall, they, like, park... Well, in that scene, too, um, Heather's mother says to Heather, you're going to have to tell him you're engaged. So we we learn before Matt finds out. Um, So, yeah, on the way to the mall... They decide... He decides that he wants to just sit parked outside of Heather's house for however long. And they... And, like, Heather and her mother at the window, like, looking at... The car, yeah. and they're just like, like, oh, how romantic. A stalker. Like, <laughs> just, I don't... Uh, yep. Um, that's all I have to say Stalking is not romantic. Nope. Don't do it. Don't do don't, it. It's illegal. There, yes, there's laws against it. another thing that there are laws about, yeah. but I guess because they know each other, like, she's like, I won't press charges. Oh, God. Finally, <laughs> uh, uh, finally, I guess they end up at the mall. I think there's, like... Some like banter between Nigel and Simon in the car. He's just like yeah. he's poor. Nigel's over it. Yeah, and Nigel is over everything about the Camdens. Basically, uh, we do not get like any mall scenes, but we do get ba- what happens when they get back. Uh, the boys are all hanging out in Matt's room in the attic. Matt, Matt's trying on his pants, which is I guess our fashion moment. Uh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so 
They look like every pants he's ever wore, but I guess they're different um, because he's like, how do I look? They look like a pair of dickies. I think they're like... <laughs> dickies? They're, yeah. I only know what that means because you Not just like said it. Not like a dickie. I know. But like, <laughs> that I would know. be hilarious <laughs> if he just said it. But, you know, like, um, I think that was like part of, that was a thing. Like, in the, when people were like into rollerblading, they wore dickies, I think. I don't know. Um, the pan, the brand, not. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we get it. I think we get it. Um, okay. So he asks how he looks because he wants to impress Heather. And Simon's like, well, you look kind of hippie. <laughs> and he's, he's like, like, and he has to like explain. I don't. I mean it in the like a hippie from like the sixties kind of way. Not that you have a big butt, but, which I don't. I was very confused about because I was like, why does somebody calling someone hippie mean you have a big butt? And then I realized it's because he's talking about like hips. hips. Yeah. So I was like, well, why would you just talk about having big hips? Why does that equal a big butt? I don't. Well, they, they usually come together. Um, so he's like Simon's very self conscious about this. It also is I'm not Simon. Sorry, Matt's very uh, uh, self conscious. Self conscious about this, and it actually comes up again because uh, the Rev also says the pants are. He's looking very hippie, hippie which I don't. I don't get it. Um, but in that scene as well, we find out that Simon has found the perfect gift. Uh, as we know in an earlier episode. A Titanic is now out in the world. Uh, and it was a phenomena? Phenomenon? Phenomena. 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 Well. <laughs> okay. Uh, and as we know, Kate Winslet's character, Rose, has, like, very distinctive hair jewelry that she wears, which I think actually starts a trend, because I remember getting those, like, butterfly hair things, uh... I never wore them. I just got them. <laughs> you just had them. Well, that's because for like, until I was like fourteen, I wore my hair in braids, like two braids. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like I didn't wear any other hairstyle but braids, so right. there was no reason to use the butterflies. So we learned this is the perfect gift. They cost three dollars. Nigel corrects Simon because he's like, they're not exactly like the ones that Kate Winslet wore because. Hers were dragonfly butter. It was like a dragonfly and a butterfly and hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, and, he, um, and he's like, and they were known. They're known. Uh, they're known from that age, and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, Nigel, you're great. Oh yeah, yeah. He like was like when the Titanic it, actually like, sailed. Like, like these would have been yeah. So anyway, that's that. The next thing we see, I think, is um, Matt, Ruth, oh, Ruthie wearing the clips. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I guess we. Oh, because, uh, well, Matt goes to stalk Heather yeah. again. Matt. Well, Matt. She gets. She leaves her house and gets in the car with him. I want to say something before this happens. Matt is on the way out, and the parents know that he's going to go see Heather, and they call him out, and they say, one, have you talked to her? No. Have you called her let her know you're coming? No. So you're just going to ambush her? Yes. But they don't stop him? Like, why are they letting this behavior continue? He's not... He's an entitled piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yes, he shows up. And, like, she's not in... Like, they broke up. He went to Philadelphia, and she was like, sorry you came all the way here, but, like, we broke up. Like, I'm not interested. And he's, like, demanding a second chance. Yeah, so she goes, I'm engaged, and he's like, what? <laughs> she's like, I'm engaged, and I have a fiancé, and I'm about to get married, and I want your dad to marry... like Me. To, yeah, to marry us, to, like, be the person who performs the ceremony. And he's like, no! Uh, he's like, we're a package deal. You can't have... Yeah, he says yeah, that. He's yeah. like, yeah, you can't, we're a package deal. You don't get, like... Uh, yeah, if you don't get my dad, you know, if you don't get me or something Which like is, that. It's not... Yeah. It's not a good sentence. 
Yeah. <laughs> to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that other, too. Like, uh, but he's, like, having... I mean, I get it. Like, your ex-girlfriend, who you think is, like, kind of the one that got away, uh, is, like, getting married, and you're upset. But he, like, takes it to another extreme, I think. And where has Shauna been? Like, yeah, right. Like, like they introduced... Like, she, comes, she comes back, and, like, he went on a date after in the Christmas episode. Yeah, with that girl who he had the most romantic time with. But. Yeah. But she's gone, and, and we haven't seen Shauna, and now he's chasing after Heather. Um, so Heather... Also, just one more thing that they brought up. I just want to say that after the Rev got shot, we have not heard of, like, Miracle Recovery in the next episode. I'm, I totally regret having not brought that up in the episode when we did it, but because I forgot about it because I watched the show, and I was like... Okay, and I oh I totally forgot he got shot. <laughs> There's no mention of it ever again. <laughs> yeah, well, I, there might be, but it's not like the day, like the, I mean, the week after they were just like. I know it could just easily be like one line saying like, "Oh yeah, my shoulder's feeling better." Yeah. I don't know something. Some like was in like a sling, yeah. Yeah, like. <sighs> so. So Heather, like the really the last scene in this is Heather coming to uh, the Camden house. And going up to the attic to see Matt, and they have, uh, and like Matt being like, I don't understand why you can't just break off this engagement and give me a second chance. Why don't I ever get what I want? Why can't I get what I I want from this relationship? What? What about what I want? And she was like, (laughs) We have a relationship, just not a romantic one, and like get over it. But he's like, You need to leave your fiance and be with me. Why did you? Why do you think that's the thing she's gonna do? She's and like. You gotta give props to Heather because she's super patient with this guy. Yeah, like I feel like I would have been like I wouldn't want to talk. I'd be like, if you can't handle this, then I can't talk to you at all. Like this is. I'd be like, boy, bye. <laughs> Stop sitting. Up. I'm gonna call the police if you come and sit outside my house anymore. <laughs> oh, I thought you were. <laughs> you were gonna call the police on me for saying boy, bye, and I was like, why? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> okay, so, so. <laughs> um, I think he like kind of maybe realizes after she lectures him and says. Uh, you have no control about who I am with and what I do with them, and I really want your father to be the one that performs the ceremony. Please be, like, a reasonable human being. And he goes, you're right, I'm being selfish. And I was like, you think? <laughs> like, So that's that. Yeah. Um, then we kind of... Tensions are high with Simon and Nigel, speaking of relationships well, that may or may not be romantic. Uh, we'll get to... Ruthie steals the hair, hair clips. clips. Uh, she calls it find. She calls it finding, and uh, everybody else is like, "That's stealing." Theft. She found them in the in Simon's drawer. <laughs> yeah. Annie uh, intervenes, get uh, gives the hair clips back, and that's when Nigel comes downstairs, all packed up. Now, I think we just need to explain. Nigel has been sleeping over for the weekend, and we find out why. I mean, I want to say it. The, the Hamilton family is uh, everyone's out of the house this weekend, so I guess they needed. I wonder where they are <laughs> without and Nigel. Why, yeah, why do they leave? I guess Nigel wanted to spend time with his best friend. and Yeah, it's just all the setup. So so they're like babysitting Nigel right. slash sleepover. Um, and he's like, I've had enough. I want to leave. <laughs> uh, all you talk about and all you care about is Dina. We're not really friends anymore. You don't really care about me. I'm not having any fun, so I want to go. So, which is, this is the thing. The Rev is like, okay, I'll drive you home. Does the Rev not also remember that none of the Hamiltons are home? Well, they come back. This is all resolved when Simon is in his room and Nigel... Well, before Nigel comes back, Ruthie's like, do you really want to lose your friendship because of $3 butterfly clips, hair combs? 
And he's like, you're right. And take you, them. <laughs> take them away. <laughs> so Ruthie gets what she wants, yeah. as usual. And Which uh, I was really upset about. I, I mean, I like Dina. Dina deserves nice things. Yeah, well, they're th- they maybe get a, yeah, he's just going to make her a, a homemade oh, card. So then Nigel comes walking in, and he's like, oh, we got halfway to my house before I remembered that nobody's there. <laughs> and he's like, well, where have you been? He's like, I've just been downstairs because I don't want to really see you. Uh, and then... They, I think they resolve things where Nigel's basically like, I mean, it's great that you have Dina, but, like, you never even introduced Dina to me. Like, you've been going out for three months, but and he's I like, don't know her. You, you only do stuff with her now. Like, you go to the movies and you could invite me, but like, I don't, they could be a thruple. <laughs> they could all be together. I, he's like, I don't want to, like, take you away from your girlfriend. I just also want, want to, to be, be included. included. Right. And <laughs> so... So anyway, Nigel is jealous and... There was some shipping going on. Right, okay, because... Because you ship everyone. But well, no, I only well, ship was... people I should ship. Yeah. Uh, I don't really ship them. I feel like Nigel deserves better, first of all. But <laughs> I was just... I was pointing out earlier in the episode the way that he reacted, although obviously, like, has a valid point, like, where's my best friend, could have also had some romantic undertones. But then Ruthie, being the queen that she is... Like she ships it too. Yeah, because she after they make up. Yeah, and they're like, and "Oh great, we're friends on again." Having a thruple. <laughs> he, she comes and she's like, "Nigel and Simon sitting in a tree." And before she can go K I S S, or she, I think she starts saying K I S S. They close the, the door, door on, her. on her, and I'm like, "You go, Ruthie." Uh, she saw it. We saw it. We saw it. Everyone see it now. <laughs> so. That's that's, that's that storyline. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap it up here with Lucy. Yes. Uh, I guess I don't even think this is the main. I don't know what the main storyline was in this I think episode. This is supposed to be the main storyline. I guess they like, spend the most the time Amazon, on it. The Amazon user, but like I wasn't like too attached to it. Yeah. Like, there, there weren't enough scenes. I don't think. Mm-mm. But the Amazon like um, synopsis makes it seem like this is the main storyline. Yeah. Uh, as we told you, he wants, he doesn't want to be around his, uh, his, like, fa- his dad anymore, uh, because his mom just died, so he wants to, like, seek shelter with Lucy. So. Which, why would you want to do that? And he decides that he's gonna, so Lucy doesn't want to tell the Camden parents, because they think that Rod, well, Rod's father thinks that he's at Jimmy Moon's house, and Rod's also like, I don't want to talk to any adults, because of course the Camden parents are going to make him talk about it. Right, he even says, I wouldn't, nope, that's not what I meant. He would. <laughs> he even says, I don't want to talk to them, and I don't want them to talk to me. Right. Um, so she's just like, okay, well, you can stay in my closet. And I think they, like, convince Mary that it's okay. Um, and, like, we have a scene where they're both playing, not playing, they're all, like, they're acting as guards so he can use the bathroom, uh, which is when Ruthie finds out. So now yeah. Ruthie's in on it, too. Uh, I think off She doesn't tell anyone, though. No, because so. I think she's, like, sympathetic. Yeah. We see this sympathy when uh, she decides to, like, sit in the closet with... Rod, Rod, and they're just, like, talking. So she's like, I've lost, I lost my, what was it? Hamster. Hamster. Something like that. I lost my hamster, too. And he goes, did he die? (laughs) She goes, no, I just lost him. So it presumably died. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Um, So he, like, seems to I had another lizard that actually I lost. (laughs) And presumably is (laughs) my lizards. Well, it could be, it could be just living on. Do you watch um, Transparent? Uh, I watched the first season. Oh, well, in the latest season, very quickly. Um, they had, like, a turtle when they were younger, and they, they thought they it. lost it, but he was living in their, like, um, 
ventilation system or something, like their pipes for like ye- like 20, 30 years or something, because then they found him again. So maybe... Wizards need to be kept at a really warm temperature, so oh. he's definitely dead. Oh, no. <laughs> so, oh, no. sorry. Um, uh, we... We also have his a name was Houdini because he kept getting out of the tank. Oh, oh, that's so clever. <laughs> so, um, so Rod, we have a couple of scenes between Rod and Lucy where Lucy's trying to help but isn't really helping. Uh, she said, which is which is like both of our Lucy is the worst moment because even though we haven't heard about her friend who died last season, she tries to make Rod's mother dying about her, and she's like. Well, you know, I had a hard time when I lost... Oh, because Rod doesn't want to go to the funeral because he doesn't want to be around his family. And he's like, I already said goodbye. And this is just like, you know, kind of like theatrics. And she's like, I really regret... You know, my friend died last year and uh, I really regret having not go- not having gone to the funeral. And Rod's like, I'm sorry, but this is my mother and that's your friend. And your like, friend it's not... you presumably only knew for 20 minutes. Yeah, like this isn't the same and she's just like oh okay um yeah uh there's a couple other like i think they're like a little slightly on the funny side because she's like bringing him food in the closet he's literally actually sitting in the closet um and we he sits there while the girls are like doing their thing in the room and the door stays closed if the door is closed i'm pretty sure if he comes out of the closet it'll be fine right but like everybody always knocks before they come in so um, uh, eventually, we- Ruthie is playing cards in the closet with Rod with the door closed, and Annie hears they're playing go fish, and Annie hears like the voices coming from the closet, right? And she finds them. Uh, um, we have a pretty like uh, deep heart to heart between the Rev and um, Rod. Rod. We just want to say, like, we said earlier that he's, like, clearly changed his look and he's grown up. So he's gone from kind of the Rastafarian thing to like more of like the skater boy. skater boy thing going on like he's clearly now shopping at like vans stores and like pack sun maybe <laughs> and not so much wherever, wherever he was shopping before his own shirts i guess um we find out that his mother had cancer uh uh i was gonna say leukemia but no that's not her that, yeah but um, but basically that his father had been kind of absent when like when his mother when it was like clear that his mother was going to die and like for the past two years she had been really sick and his father was kind of checked out so he was like the caretaker and no one was like there for him um he like tells all these stories about about, yeah shaving his mother's head and then wig shopping and hat shopping and like all the they'd go to the zoo and the beach and they'd see all like it's all like i guess his mother's last wishes he shaved off his mustache for his mom yeah um like they shaved it together i guess it was like a bonding thing um you had a point about the acting here right there were some acting choices that that he i think i don't know he decided to like take breaths between every like i think we're supposed to get the idea he was like about to cry right or like it was really hard for him to talk through it i mean i noticed it so i guess it did the job that it was supposed to be doing uh but it was it i can't even like mimic it right now but uh He's just, yeah, heavy breathing. Have, very heavy breathing. Uh, like, I guess, yeah, no, because it, it was hard for him to talk about it. I guess that makes sense. Um, he spoke about how, like, he sat on his, by his mother's, like, bedside as she was dying. They cried about this. He, like, he's... And this is kind of when he's like, I already said goodbye. Yeah, like, like I've, I've done the things that I've not I needed to do. And this really gets resolved with... Annie. Annie, yeah. So, I, and I think this is a great way to tie in, like, Annie having lost her mother uh, and what she went through to Rod's storyline. Um, 
because there is really nobody else in the family that I think understands what Rod is going through. Uh, no matter how like hard Lucy tries, it's not the same. Um, and they have a heart-to-heart, and she explains, you know what? It's not about you. Like, you've said goodbye, but your father now needs you. And he clearly hadn't been having, like, an easy time, right. like, the past two years, so, like, you Apparently need to... Apparently, he's, like, an accountant, and he decided to, like, start focusing on linoleum. 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 <laughs> linoleum. linoleum. Yeah, exactly. So, um... She's like, you need... You, like, she's like, you need to be there for your father now. Like, it sucks. Like, you're not the... Fa- you're not, like, the parent here, but sometimes this is what you have to do. Yeah, and, like, she was like, it's not about saying goodbye, you said goodbye, but it's about the ritual of, like, mm-hmm. saying goodbye. So... He ends up going to the... I mean, we have a scene at church. Where all of... Oh, I guess where all the storylines actually do end. Um, oh, because he's at church. Michael Towner is also at church. I completely forgot about this. Yeah. Um, he, they, I guess they're like... She, uh, Mary apologizes for saying... I'm sorry, we didn't mention this earlier. For saying... For lying about Wilson and then pushing him. And he's like, it's okay. I think we can do something. I also just want to... I have a note here, and this was like too funny not to mention, but... <laughs> At one point, I think it's when the phone is ringing and, like, Mary's on the phone with all these guys before she meets up with Michael Towner. She goes, I would have never gotten back with Wilson if I knew Rod's mom was going to die. Like, they're somehow related to one another. Like, her getting all these phone calls is disrespectful in some way. It's just like, that's not... uh, So... I mean, I guess her heart's in a good place. So, Michael, yeah. So that's resolved. What else happens at church? I mean, Nigel's there... I guess the parents are still not home. And that seems like it's okay, even though he has a bag in between them. I guess yeah, they're, they're still far like, apart from each other. I think uh, Ruthie has the clips in her hair. Yeah, I think uh, the Rev basically just says something about learning a lesson from like Rod, like is so strong and he's like so young and I don't know. He learned about you know forgiveness and yeah, 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 yeah. Like, forgiveness. Like they talk about like yeah, they like allude to Hastings. Uh, we go to the funeral, and we meet Rod's dad for the first and only time, and I will say that this was the highlight of the episode. Got some wacky hair. Got very wacky hair. Definitely apparent to Rod. You can <laughs> definitely tell. Uh, and I think they basically are like, they hug it out. They hug it out. They're yeah. Like, uh, and he's like, I'm sorry that, you know, I was terrible, like, you know, a he's terrible like, parent yeah. for the past, like, few years, so. I wasn't there for you, but, like, I want to maybe start being for you, being there for you now, and. They're like, yay, family. <laughs> so. Is that the last scene? Yeah, the funeral, when they're all leaving the funeral. That's I thought it. there was another scene at the house. No, that we thought church was the end, and then there was the, the scene at the house. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, that's, sorry, that's it. It's yep. anticlimactic. Um, so, anyway, I'm going to rate it. I'm going to give it out of seven. Let's see. I'm going to give it a 3.5. I think it held its own in the arsenal. There's some good lines. I'm also going to give it a 3.5. Uh, you know, an average 7th right heaven episode. Right yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Your best Camden was? Ruthie. Um, because, first of all, she's not afraid to ship Nigel and Simon. <laughs> and uh, She got what she wanted. And she got, she, and yeah, and kind of just giving everyone the lowdown, observing. Ruthie was going to be my best Camden until she got what she wanted. I, 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 I'm a stickler for... So who are you taking? I think because Nigel was an honorary Camden this uh, this weekend. He was living with them. Again. Yes, I'm, he's going to be my fa- my best Camden. Oh, you cheated. I did. I did cheat. Yeah. And you know what? I don't care. You should go. With, I would go with Mary. For a I was going to say Mary, but then I'm. But then I was just like, actually, maybe Mary. I guess the real for Camden. The real Camden. The real Camden is Mary. But I really want to say Nigel. I All really right. appreciate Nigel this episode. Um, so even though this episode ended and we just were like, that's it. It's over. 
You can hear more of us every Wednesday and Saturday. Yes. I'm sorry that one time we uploaded on a Sunday. <laughs> it, you know, things happen. Things happen. Um, but, yep, every Wednesday and Saturday, and you know how you can do that. Uh, iTunes, come and subscribe. Uh, and if you would like, you can rate and review. Yep. We, we are always available through our social media, which uh, Facebook, at Ca- uh, Facebook Camden Cast Show, and then no Camden no, Cast, Camden Cast, Twitter uh, and Instagram at Camden Cast Show. And if you say things to us, we'll say things about you <laughs> in, a, in a nice way. It, obviously, uh, <laughs> we really love all of our fans and yes. all of you guys that listen to us. Yes. So we'll see you next time. I'm Erin, and I'm Tanvi, and this was Camden Cast. <laughs> <laughs>